1: greats and new school hits prime video find your happy place restrictions apply see amazon.com slash amazon prime for details
2: you are listening to i doubt it with me your host jesse dolliman a podcast dedicated to free thinking discussion ideas skepticism but most importantly a good time Is on. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jesse Dalamore This is the... God damn, losing Just track. give it up. What number? Four-
3: 14, I think. 14? Yeah. 15? I think it's 14, because last time I was lucky 13, Lucky right? number
2: 13, everybody. Traffic and weather to gather around the 8s, everybody. This is Jesse Dollamore and this is my co-host, Brittany Page.
3: Stop that right now. <laughs> Episode
2: 14. Of I Doubt It. This is Britney Page across from me.
3: Hello, everybody.
2: We absolutely appreciate you tuning in to the very special Easter episode.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: I was just reminiscing that if we had started this little project a year earlier, right now you'd be listening to a best of show, not... <laughs> An Easter episode.
3: Because the two atheists would be taking the Easter holiday very seriously.
2: Yeah, I want to be lazy and drink mimosas all day long.
3: We are currently drinking mimosas. Yeah,
2: but I could have started a lot earlier in the mimosa drinking.
3: Okay, yeah.
2: Get the housekeeping out of the way. iTunes, we're still begging and pleading and... Groveling at your feet for iTunes reviews and ratings. They are very helpful to keep us in that new and noteworthy section of our category on iTunes. Our phone number, uh, a little bit of news. We have actually started to get some voicemails on the line. We need to figure out how to use them. Uh, If anything else, they're certainly going to spark some topics that we're going to talk about. So,
3: It's very exciting, That's awesome. I was super excited. Thank
2: thank you very much, caller, even though you're calling at 5 and 522 (laughs) a.m. My time. Uh, 657-464-7609 is the number. One more time for you 5 o'clock callers. That's 657-464-7609. We really do. We do appreciate you calling. Um, Hit us on Twitter. Like the Facebook page. Laba laba laba, we appreciate it very much. So, as I did mention, it is Easter. We are we're in studio recording this on Easter. So, I should have maybe started the show with something more appropriate music wise. Oh, maybe something more along like you know like this.
3: That's that that'll be kind of nice, right? Yeah, it's kind of uh, religious sounding, <laughs> regal. Yeah. What uh, what were Easter's like for you?
2: As a kid, I mean, I know what they were like yesterday or, you know, last year. Um, what were they like when you were a kid?
3: They were not religious for me. No, huh? I didn't start going to church until around 12, 13. So that whole period was just Easter baskets and excitement surrounding the Easter bunny. And then even after that, it, was, it wasn't really religious, even though we would go to church and everything. It was still about the peeps and the Cadbury eggs.
2: You mean... The candy, not the homies, right? Yes, the like candy. My peeps.
3: Yes, yes. It was all about <laughs> the marshmallow delicious, delicious peeps.
2: You're still brainwashed to this day that they're good.
3: I am not brainwashed. I know... For a fact that they are delicious, perfect treats. Hmm. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well,
2: I like real tasty treats.
3: I like real tasty treats, too, but I also like Peeps. So I can like a variety of delicious sweet treats. Beignets. Mm.
2: Yeah, I I get that. Listen, I think that I'm not going out on a limb when I say that I won't be stepping on any sponsor's toes when I say that Peeps are bullshit.
3: Wow. You shouldn't go burning bridges like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you that. Peeps could be the best thing that ever happened to us, sponsor-wise. You never know.
2: Consider that bridge burned.
3: Mm, Mistake. So, what were they like for you?
2: Well, Easter was weird for me because um, having grown up in the church, having grown up a Christian, my mom, we still went to church and we still understood Easter as what it is, you know celebration of the resurrection he is risen the risen lord <laughs> the savior jesus uh we still believed all that but yeah just ignore it uh no i was really
3: <laughs> enjoying it because i've been seeing a lot of that today so i was enjoying your yeah, impression of it it's it's nice yeah it was
2: you know at least the the and i'm gonna get back to how easters were when i was a kid but at least n- for some reason, it seems, maybe we've just matured and are we've gone past the age that we don't receive tens of group texts saying, I just want to say Happy Easter or Happy Thanksgiving or oh, yeah, Happy that is Merry weird." Christmas. That used to happen to me all the time. Yeah. In fact, I would be the first to admit that I probably perpetrated that bullshit on people douche in the past. Douche chill. Total, total douche chill. Douche chill. So... So, getting back, yeah, Easter's were a little weird because we we for sure knew the reason for the season, but we still did the chocolate fucking bunnies and the oh yum and the Easter egg hunts and the and then about every other again, my mom was kind of flighty with her faith, so it's like every other year we were able to to, to trick or treat because you know, it's the devil. But it seemed like she would go through phases. Well, there would be phases where you didn't get anything because. It's a pagan holiday the the, the egg part of it, mm-hmm. and then she would go through seasons where or through time periods where it was okay, and we got our our Easter baskets yeah you I, I always thought those were just cop outs though
3: Easter baskets
2: no, we us getting Easter baskets because oh. it was kind of a you know she's hung over from the party in the night before, and here take some Easter baskets and shut the fuck up don't don't wake me up until one or two in, in the afternoon, oh not always yeah it wasn't always that we don't Oh,
3: I'm just I'm making a joke <laughs> I don't feel sorry for you at all but um <laughs> yeah I when I would wake up to my Easter basket it was like magical for me when I was a kid I really thought the Easter bunny came oh, and I, it no. was like magic for me
2: never 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 bought into that shit no I did I and in all fairness I it's not that I'm just so awesome and understood there was no these magical mystical beings it's I think it might be that we were just never taught those lies.
3: Oh. Yeah, it was for sure. I
2: think it's because all the energy, sorry, I think it's all the energy had to be poured into religion. Yeah. That mythology had to be really propped up so they didn't have time for the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus.
3: I think intellectually, those are the only things my parents could take on, was teaching us about the Easter Bunny and Santa and the Tooth Fairy.
2: Wasn't your dad a nut for... These, like, holidays, like think, like uh, Christmas and Halloween and...
3: Oh, yeah. He would dress up as Santa, and I remember coming down the stairs, and my mom would wake us up and take us down the stairs in the middle of the night before Christmas morning, and he'd be in front of the fireplace filling our stockings, ho, 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 and I would just be on the stairs freaking out because it was crazy. It was like an out-of-body experience for a kid, right? Yeah,
2: yeah no shit. Well, I don't know because I never believed in Santa, but...
3: Then I found out I it was do, a lie.
2: I do know. Well, this is this story is related to that. My little... My middle brother, not my youngest, but my middle brother was... Mm, let's call him a troublemaker. <laughs> and he spilled the beans for my youngest cousin, mm. and maybe even the, other, the next uh, up in age, on his own, of his own volition... He spilled the beans that there is no Santa.
3: Not very nice. Oh,
2: my God. It was a rift in the family. It was a big, <laughs> big deal. Yeah.
3: Well. Wow.
2: He never grew out of that kind of behavior. He's still, he's still a troublemaker.
3: Yeah, I found out because I was jumping on the couch in the garage, and I looked behind the couch, and there was a trash bag there with a red thing hanging out of it. And I slowly pulled up the trash bag and the Santa suit was hanging out of it. And I started crying because I, I, what is this doing in this bag? I don't understand what the Santa suit's doing here. And my dad just said, yeah, I was Santa. Get over it.
2: <laughs> Maybe he was just r- relieved that he didn't have to <laughs> continue the farce.
3: And then I cried and then I grew up.
2: Well, and here we are. <laughs> Which leads us to our next Easter story.
3: Oh, yes. So, people in the Philippines are doing some crazy stuff.
2: Again.
3: And the church is frowning upon it, so that's good. Philippines Easter ritual.
2: Seems to me the church tends to frown on the wrong shit, but go ahead.
3: Yes, well, apparently the Philippines Easter ritual is where people are nailed to the cross for real.
2: (laughs) Sweet. That is some good worship in there.
3: I don't know if it's good, but nearly 20 Filipinos and a Danish filmmaker were nailed to crosses to reenact the crucifixion of Christ on Good Friday.
2: Was he a volunteer or was he just kind of like yanked off the street as a tourist and you're going to participate?
3: I don't think it was forced for him. He's probably making a film.
2: What a nutter. What a nutter.
3: So it's a practice the Roman Catholic Church frowns upon as a distortion of the Easter message. The annual Philippine ritual draws thousands of spectators to San Fernando. 80, ki- whatever, no one cares. To see.
2: <laughs> it was a distance. It just wasn't in American.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, 80
2: kilometers.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, no one knows what that means in America.
2: In America. Let's preface it with that. Or let's let's uh, qualify it with that.
3: Well, isn't that right? That's no one knows what that absolutely
2: means. Absolutely correct.
3: So, people come here to watch a series of crucifixions in a recreation of Christ's death on the cross.
2: But it's, we're talking about real deal nailing them to the cross.
3: It is for sure they're nailing these people to the cross. So, this Danish film director, he says, quote, It was a great experience between me and God. <laughs>
2: God damn. Yeah, it was.
3: He was on the cross for more than ten minutes, and he said, quote, It was great. It was fun.
2: It was great? It was fun. Yeah. Not wooey. That motherfucker hurts. Nothing like that.
3: <laughs> no, he's Danish.
2: Oh wow. That, I mean, I don't. He could
3: talk like that, but I'm just. I, I don't would know.
2: probably be weeping, and crying, and swinging fists at the hammer wielding freaks.
3: Yeah. So we might think this is for freaks, but. The Philippines, where eighty percent of the population are Catholics, these reenactments of the crucifixion are an extreme display of devotion. That's how they view it.
2: It, it seems to me it's it's an odd practice. Obviously, it's an odd practice, but it seems to me weird. It, doesn't it kind of doesn't it kind of cheapen what Jesus supposedly did by actually being ki- hung on the cross and killed? If 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 it's something that random idiots can do on a weekend <laughs> it, it then then is it that big a deal that he did it
3: well there is another individual that has apparently been crucified 23 times and he says quote i will do it as long as my body will allow me i hope god will see my sacrifice and take good care of my family isn't that sad? so he's
2: he's saying as long as my body will allow me meaning when he dies from it, which he fully expects to, he hopes God will take care of his family. Yeah. That is irresponsible and psychotic.
3: He's 43 years old, that man that said that. So, And he's
2: been crucified how many times?
3: 23 times. Wow. Yeah. So he got going with the crucifixion thing. I don't know. They do it once a year, I'm assuming. So
2: It's unbelievable. I mean, seriously, hard to believe difficult for me to get my, I mean, and not, that's not a remarkable thing. There's a lot of shit that confuses me, but this really, really is, is it's tough to tough to get my brain around.
3: Well, and the pictures are interesting because they are actually having nails put in their hands. They're being nailed to a cross. And so it's interesting to see the pictures because there are paramedics and medical health professionals that are standing watch. And it just seems I don't know, it seems very weird. Yeah, it's super strange. Yeah, it's disturbing. Well it almost seems like the medical health professionals should step in and take these people for a mental health evaluation right, right, right. rather than like just making sure they're <laughs> safe, you know? Here's a prescription for Halperidol, an antipsychotic, you know?
2: Well, since we're on the subject of Easter and the church frowning upon shit, let's take this moment to point out some things that I frown on the church Hey, about. me too. I don't want to include you. I'm just speaking for me.
3: Well, I also am included, so I'm including myself.
2: <laughs> All right, there we go. So what's the story?
3: Oh, I thought you were going to talk about it.
2: No, no, I was uh, waiting for you to, <laughs> to chime right in since you're such a frowner upon the the...
3: that's not working out for you so no so Pope Francis has come under fire since taking his reign is that the right word
2: Uh, I would call it a reign reign of terror but you know whatever and he taking office I guess
3: he has come under fire because of his lack of action related to the child abuse scandal in the church
2: and by child abuse I think what Brittany means is the The actions of priests who are raping children. Yes. They're not just being abused, like spanked too hard. They're being raped.
3: Yeah. So we all know how the previous Pope, Joseph Ratzinger, handled the child rapists by putting them in new parishes, sheltering them, protecting them, and just moving them around so right. they could victimize more children.
2: Shuffling them both within the country from parish to parish, but also shuffling them globally, if need be.
3: Yeah, so thankfully, the Catholics were mad about this. Uh, Apparently not mad enough, because all it takes to make them feel better is for Pope Francis to appoint a commission to advise him on sex abuse policy. Well, it's a weird... People are happy about this.
2: There's a very weird thing going on with this new pope, because all you have to do is be a little bit better than previous popes, and people are going to laud praise upon you about how wonderful you are because i guess all you got to do is not have custom pr- red prada shoes made for yourself not live in the papal residence not all you have to do is sneak out a couple times and go give money to the homeless and you're uh, and you're considered some kind of a fucking superhero because of all the praise that Isbian showered on this guy for all those little things, I will shower praise on him the moment that the first child rapist gets actually sent to face justice.
3: Yeah, so he named the initial members of a commission to advise him on sex abuse policy, tapping lay and religious experts and an Irish woman assaulted as a child by a priest to start plotting the commission's tasks and priorities. The eight members, four of them women, were announced after Francis came under fire from victims' groups for a perceived lack of attention to the abuse scandal, which has seriously damaged the Catholic Church's reputation around the world and cost dio- dioceses and religious orders billions of dollars in legal fees and settlements. Boohoo. Exactly, boohoo. hoo so,
2: so let me ask you, does it say in that article that the, the members of this commission— are they prosecutors and investigators that are going to actually bring um, sentence, legal prison sentences against these guilty priests? Or are they just priests and citizens?
3: The members of the commissions are not law enforcement personnel.
2: Hmm. Well, so I guess big fucking deal. Is my answer?
3: That would be precisely the response that everybody should have, because but that is not the response that people are having.
2: So if you if you give if you put me on the council, that's great and all, because I'm uh, very much opposed to the raping of children by anyone, especially people who are in power and in positions of trust. Um, but me being on the commission is not going to help a goddamn thing because I have no power to prosecute anyone. And that is who needs to be on the commission. People who are going to investigate, bring these people up on charges, bring them before a court, before a jury, whatever system of of, of justice they have in their jurisdiction, and prosecute them. That's what needs to happen.
3: Yes, exactly. And it's interesting because this article, for instance, is referencing all the right things, but the majority of Catholics are now happy with the way that Pope Francis is handling things. And the Vatican announced that Francis had decided to create the commission to advise the church on the best policies to protect children, train church personnel, and keep abusers out of the clergy. But no details have been released, and it remains unknown if the commission will deal with the critical issue of disciplining bishops who cover up for the abusers. So even if they are going to deal with disciplining the bishops who cover up for abusers it's still not law enforcement because law enforcement isn't coming in and doing an invest an investigation that's what needs to happen
2: it's absolutely what needs to happen. Pope
3: francis needs to say you know what the doors of the vatican are open we need a third party investigation to come in here we need the police to come in here
2: everything else is just window dressing everything else is just smoke and mirrors everything else is just biding time until the fervor dies down and they can go back to business as usual,
3: until people are arrested, no one should be happy with the way that Pope Francis is handling the situation. Simple until as people
2: that. are arrested, until he takes a hand in sending them to their arrest, no one should be happy with anything he's doing. It doesn't matter that he kisses a crippled kid during a sermon. That doesn't. Ma- who cares? Yeah, that's great. That's your goddamn job. The other thing that is your job is protecting the innocent against men who work for you.
3: Yes. And it's, I mean, it's positive that there's a a child and adolescent psychiatrist that's on this commission. There's a lawyer and a constitutional lawyer. There is another, a psychologist and psychotherapist. So there are people that, you know, are educated, that kind of know about legal stuff and also know about psychology. That's great. They know about healing. Yeah. But where is that going to be invested? Right. Because where are the
2: prosecutors?
3: Exactly. Because we're not taking care of all of the people that are out there that have abused these kids. It's hundreds of people, right? Yeah. So it's
2: hundreds of, of, of people, but it's thousands of children who have been brutally victimized, raped and victimized. Where's the, where's the outrage? Where are the Catholics who are picketing their own churches about this?
3: It's a good question.
2: It's completely outrageous that the most innocent among us aren't safe in a place that by all account, they should be safe in a church. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, good job there. Benvolio, what's his name?
3: Jorge Mario
2: Bergoglio. Oh.
3: Bergoglio. (laughs)
2: Bergoglio. Bergoglio. That's cheap humor, making fun of somebody's name.
3: Yeah, it's still fun.
2: (laughs) So, one more topic that is not necessarily Easter or church related, but... Super funny.
3: Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh,
2: The First Lady of Uganda is up to some wily, wacky tricks. For those of you who don't know, uh, Uganda just passed a law, an anti-homosexual behavior law, that punishes anyone convicted of performing sexual acts. It was going to be a death penalty, and now it's like a 12 or a 17-year sentence. It's... It's a many-year sentence for your first offense.
3: Isn't it also if you're suspected of being gay?
2: I don't know exactly where they landed on the legislation. But uh, for your first offense of actual offense of homosexual behavior, you get – it's a sentence that is either 12 or 17 years. It's a lot of years. And then for subsequent offenses, it's life in prison because, you know, there's – There's no better place to send a dude who you don't want to have gay sex than prison.
3: Good plan. (laughs) What the? (laughs) They're taking care of bays in Uganda.
2: That's solid, solid logic.
3: They know about science there.
2: So the first lady of Uganda was running her mouth this last week.
3: Yeah, she was making some bizarre claims about why she believes same-sex same-sex attraction is unnatural. During a speech in which she reportedly congratulated the Church of Uganda's bishops on their anti-gay work, Janet Museveni told the crowd that if cows can't be gay, humans definitely cannot.
2: (laughs) Solid logic.
3: Cows aren't gay? Why, Why are humans gay? Science! Quote, We must listen to God and obey Him. Thank you, God, for leading us if cows did not practice homosexuality, how could we, the human beings, start arguing over homosexuality? Sorry, mm. I was still quoting her and I didn't right. mean to start laughing. But
2: Well, it's, it's funny.
3: Yeah, I don't know how she couldn't laugh while she was saying that, but that's okay. <laughs> the First Lady also reportedly stated that Uganda should follow the will of God and not repeal the country's anti-gay law. And as Jesse was saying last month, Ugandan's president signed the country's anti-gay bill into law, penalizing first-time offenders of same-sex acts with up to 14 year- with up to 14 years in jail and life in prison for repeated gay sex. Mm, there we go. Yeah. between consenting adults. Wow. Immediately following the institu- institutionalization of this legislation, a Ugandan newspaper published the names of the country's top 200 homosexuals contributing to the development of a pervasive climate of fear and violence for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender Ugandans. Tragic.
2: Well, I would like to introduce in a world exclusive, uh, our first interview on the show, our very first guest. We have gay cow Kevin Swanson. Now, this is only out of sheer coincidence that this, the gay cow... The, the gay cow's name is Kevin Swanson. This is not Kevin Swanson, the truth wiener, the radical right-wing wacky Christian radio host. It is not him. Not it is him. Only an absolute coincidence that they share the same name. So, um Kevin Swanson, you you are indeed uh a gay cow is uh is that correct? No. All right. Well,
3: <laughs> what does that mean? Oh my gosh.
2: So, uh, I've got a couple questions for you. You're, you're aware of uh, the first lady of Uganda's uh, recent recent statements, are you not? Hmm. Mo. mo mo <laughs> Yeah, it's pr- pretty. We we feel the same way, clearly. So, I, I guess I, I would like to get it on the record that you are most assuredly you are most assuredly a a gay cow. Is that correct? Hmm. No. <laughs> and um so if you're a gay cow that means that there are gay cows um having listened to what the, the first lady said um i the only thing i could come up with is that maybe there aren't gay cows in uganda is uh is that true hmm oh my god no 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 well yeah, that's, well, you know, I, that's uh, the, the, the response I guess I would expect. Well, you have anything to, to ask before? I know you're on a tight schedule, uh, Kevin Swanson, the gay cow, but um, real quick, I think Brittany has something to add.
3: I do for this super informational gay cow. So after hearing everything that's going on, do you have anything to add to the conversation about what's going on? Any feelings that you have? Any final thoughts?
2: Moo, moo, moo. Moo, 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 moo. Moo. Very good. Very good. Well, listen, I know you're, uh, again, I know you're on a tight schedule on this media blitz. Gay cow, Kevin Swanson. I appreciate you joining us. Maybe we'll have you back. We appreciate you coming on.
3: Thank you, gay cow.
2: (laughs) It's quite the guest. Yeah, very articulate,
3: very very informative. Yeah. Seemed to
2: know a lot about the issue.
3: Gave us a lot of firsthand experience within the Uganda situation. Yeah. I really appreciated that.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot. We should uh, really uh, thank his press people,
3: yes. his publicist. Yeah, it's a unique perspective <laughs> that he provided. I appreciate that for sure.
2: So, in other news, that's not necessarily Easter news, but it did happen. It did happen on the Easter weekend. Is <laughs> Some wacky shit never fails to go down. And uh, this one happens to be a PTSD invoking nightmare.
3: Yeah, so I clicked on this link on CNN that was just titled Parents Flip Out as Boy is Snatched. And it was a video. So I was thinking, holy crap, they captured a kidnapping on video. So I'm watching right, this video right. and it is a kidnapping. I mean, there's a guy with a ski mask driving a van there's a guy with a ski mask that jumps out of a van. It's almost like old school when they're, kid- oh, yeah, when they're kidnapping their recruit.
2: Yeah, with the ACDC music playing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and so this guy with a ski mask jumps out of the van and runs well, into...
2: Metallica music, sorry.
3: Yeah, it's really important that we get that right. So I appreciate that. <laughs> sorry. So...
2: <laughs> I want to give accurate information to the audience. Yeah,
3: you do. <laughs> so this guy with a ski mask jumps out of the van, runs straight into a park, picks up a kid runs back into his van with the kid, and you see footage of parents running after the kid toward the van because no one knows what's going on. They think they just saw a kidnapping.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. And and it's all fake.
3: Yes, and kids were freaking out, and so it turns out it was fake. The guys come back after a couple minutes, drop the kid off, and everybody's freaking out still, crying, calling 911. The kids are crying. And they say that they were just making an informational video about kidnapping <laughs> and that the mother of the child was in on it.
2: Wow. And, and so, any word as to whether the kid was in on it?
3: I'm not sure about that. That's. I, <laughs> I, I hope so. I would
2: hope so, too.
3: Uh, I'm I'm sad for all these people, though, because that's it's just so traumatic to go through that. And then to have them come back and say, oh, yeah, everything was fake. It was. We're just doing this thing.
2: Just kidding.
3: Yeah, the parents are pissed. They were interviewing several parents, and they just – they said even though the mother was in on it, that no one else was, and you can't just do that to people. Everybody was freaking out. Well, yeah. Yeah. What are
2: you going to do? Well it's, – it's, it, it's It reminds me of that story that you were telling me um, when you worked at the bank. Yeah. When you worked at that bank, and they – Well, you tell them about the training that they had planned to implement.
3: Yeah, well, in in banking, you have to do training all the time. Like, it almost feels weekly training. And they were throwing around this proposition of a robbery-type training where they would hire someone to come in. (laughs) Everybody probably knows where this is going already. And they would have someone rob us, except for... They would know that he was coming in to rob us. I'm just assuming it would have been a male. And none of the tellers would know that he was paid to come in and rob us to have us practice what we would do in a robbery situation. Yeah. And I immediately said, Object. No, we cannot do this. I will have post traumatic stress disorder. Right. You are, know, are they going to
2: fund your therapy for the years to come? Yeah,
3: exactly no, I'm not going to endure this fake robbery. You know, is he going to have a gun? Is he going to put it in my mouth? I mean, how far is this thing <laughs> going <gonna> to <damn>. go? <laughs> it's
2: not a Tarantino training.
3: <laughs> I don't know what their plan was, but I was freaked out. And just like these these people who endured this fake kidnapping, you have to consider what the effects are going to be on yeah, human no beings kidding. that no are kidding. involved. It's not just, oh, yeah, we're doing this harmless thing. We're just practicing. No, people are going to be affected. Well, it's,
2: it's kind of along the lines of, when when different psychological testing is done or research is done, w- remember that article we were talking about, where the military was going to—they were doing a uh, memory research, and so they they would put people—all these, these military dudes in, in the military, again, we're talking about me behind the military. So apparently, it's a theme on the show. We just—I love to talk about how I was in the Marine Corps. Um, and the military, you don't have as many rights as you do as a normal citizen. You sign on the dotted line, and they can kind of do with you as they please. So what they did, and this wasn't a Marine Corps thing, I don't know. They were up in a flight, and they took soldiers up on a flight, and then they simulated as though they were crashing. They're, you're going to die here right down, what was it, right right.
3: They were supposed to fill out forms oh, that right. would... Insurance
2: forms that were going to give money to their loved ones. That's right.
3: Exactly. This is
2: off the cuff. We didn't plan to talk and about And they this, they
3: so. had a control group that had filled out the forms on the ground that weren't involved in this exercise. And then they had the group in the plane and they started to say that the plane was crashing. Did you already say that?
2: Yeah, yeah. They started
3: saying the plane was crashing. It was going down. They started to make the plane feel like it was crashing had them fill out the forms.
2: And to test how good their memory was under stress. And
3: then once they were done filling out their forms, they said, oh, never mind. We figured it all out. The plane isn't going to crash. And...
2: That, well, the, the conversation we had several weeks ago when we talked about this was you... This kind of study would not be allowed in normal psychology because it's just not ethical. Not. It's, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're damaging your test subjects. <laughs> You're damaging the people who are going to be g- providing you your data. But in the military, it's carte blanche. You can fuck with the guys all you want. It's whatever you want to do. Apparently. Yeah. So. This was
3: also a long time ago, too, so it might have been time. So that's, that's
0: the
2: kind of the theory or the thing we're talking about here with how damaging what these knuckleheads did with their kidnapping PSA that they were trying to do. Yeah. The more you
3: know... So hopefully the PSA is super helpful for people <laughs> to counteract the damage that they cause. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe those people who were who were under severe stress during the quote unquote kidnapping, maybe they'll they'll be healed by the knowledge that uh, they were they helped out in a in the video.
3: Yeah, I don't think that would make me feel better.
2: <laughs> I wonder if there's any people like in the background of the video, like just like sitting on a bench. Eating a sandwich, not really giving a shit about what's going on. And they get outed for being dickholes.
3: That would be awesome. <laughs> I didn't see that. I was I was watching people panic. Watching so I the don't action. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Another funny story that would be good to touch on just to kind of lift the mood from all this PTSD talk. Since we love to talk about selfies, the guy attempting to take a selfie in oh, front of a speeding yeah. train gets kicked in the head by the conductor of the train. <laughs> We're for sure going to post this video on the page. If you haven't seen this video, it's crazy.
2: I really wish that we could get a hold of the conductor because, speaking of heroes... (sighs)
3: He needs to be my best friend. That
2: guy is a fucking hero.
3: (laughs) It's an 11-second video. It starts right as the train... Almost right as the train is going Let me set it up.
2: Let me set it up. You can tell that the kid is... Looking down the tracks, sees the train is coming and decides, I'm going to get an epic selfie. So he stands super close to the tracks, and he faces the camera, obviously, in selfie position to get himself with the train right next to him. And as that happens, you see this boot right off the first car, which is the engineer, the, 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 where the conductor is. And the conductor just kicks him right – and I think it's probably gently – But boots him, nonetheless, right in the cheek, right in the face. It is solid. And it is
3: so fantastic to watch.
2: There's not much better than watching Selfie Justice.
3: Selfie justice. That is the best phrase I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, well, I just came up with it. Sometimes you do things right. I am responsible for the best phrase she's ever heard.
3: All right, I'm changing my mind. (laughs) You just ruined it. No longer the best. That's what happens when you become cocky. I'm
2: sorry. Well, listen, we are going to go out on that note because that is awesome. And we want to leave a smile on your face right before we ask you to rate and review the show on (laughs) iTunes.
3: (laughs) What a dick.
2: What do you mean? That's the best way to go out. No, I know.
3: You have to do that. I'm, yeah. (laughs) Write a review, everybody.
2: So thanks for listening on uh, this Monday following Easter or this late Easter evening or whenever you happen to find the show and find this episode. Yeah. Wow. It's weird how this works. Yeah. It's not a live radio show. It's not. Boo. Thanks, everybody. We really appreciate listening. If you have contributions for the show, 657-464-7609. Once again, for those of you who didn't have a pen in your hand, that's 657-464-7609.
3: Also, don't forget, you can send us material directly. We got that selfie article from Roger in Florida.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank and you very much for that.
3: So that was that was very nice. We enjoyed it. Thank you.
2: And... Always Twitter, always Facebook, a blah, 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 blah. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dallamore, and this has been your Easter edition of I Doubt.
3: Heaps Rock.
1: school grades, and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details.